If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 36. Zach's pulling it up in the Passion. I want to read this in the Passion, but you can follow me along in the King James or New NIV, whichever uh, translation you have. We was discussing this in Bible study this morning about translations, uh, and Sister Dorothy had brought something out. Some translations don't have everything in them. They leave some things out. So that's why it pays not just King James, but other translations. Read, study God's Word. But I want to read this in the Passion this morning. When he saw the vast crowds of people, Jesus heart was deeply moved with compassion because they seemed weary and helpless like wandering sheep without a shepherd. He turned to his disciples and said, The harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to thrust out many more reapers to harvest his grain. How many times have we read this passage in any translation? It spoke of here, it says, but when when he saw the multitudes, he was what? Moved with compassion. I want to ask you a question this morning. Zach had mentioned something there about what was spoken before the storm came. There was things that was spoken that should not have been spoken. Have you looked lately at the world that we're in and the mixed up situations, the turmoil, the confusion that this world is in, have you been moved with compassion? Have you, and recently, you don't have to answer this, but recently have you watched the news? Did it move you and say, Lord, I'm, I'm praying for our country. I stand in the gap for our country. The other evening we was watching TV there and there was a commercial that came on and it was different things on this commercial and it was talking about compassion and companion. And it had a couple of things there, little segments. Then it came and they put in some homosexuals. Right there on the TV. There was two ladies that was, they was just actually loving one another on a commercial. Me and Sister Teresa, it kind of floored us. Here was, they was talking about love and compassion. Then it showed these two ladies and their activities that they were engaged in. And it was just put there like there's nothing to it. It moved me. 
I said, Lord, how many people see this kind of action and they say there's nothing wrong with it? I'm not only talking about the homosexual movement, but I'm talking about other movements in the world that is put out there for us to, to view and we, we accept it. Well, that's just the way the world is nowadays. No, that's the way the people has made the world. Okay? The world's the same. It's the people in the world. It's the things that the world has done. But this here that I read this morning with the uh, scripture of the passion, he was moved with compassion because they what? They fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having not a shepherd. Then said he unto the disciples, I'm reading it out of a, 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 a King James translation. Then he said unto his disciples, the harvest, now understand this right here, the harvest, the souls, truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray you. And what he said right here, intercede, stand in the gap. Be, in other words, I want to break this down to my trans, translation. He says, get serious. Get serious. Get serious. Therefore the Lord of the harvest. Christ is the Lord. That he would send forth labors into his harvest. And I'll give you a little translation here. It says the harvest of souls is his. And must be gathered in. Now listen to this right here. Must be gathered in his way. His way. There's new techniques. People trying to come up with new techniques. But I want you to know one thing. There's only one technique. And his name is Jesus. Amen. A couple of weeks I've had some things up here. Everybody is wondering what it all is. I want to talk about labors. Labors are few. In our business... Me and Joseph has tried to find drivers for our, some of our trucks to help us. We have a lot to do. We can't find laborers. We can't find drivers. They want to pick and choose their schedules. In your profession, it's your job. I think about Brother Tex here, and his profession is he worked on these drilling rigs offshore, onshore. And when they hired somebody, if they couldn't do the job, they would do what? They would get rid of them. But now you cannot even find people that would try. Amen? But in this that I want to look at here this morning, and I'm not going to get in really involved in this this morning because I want to really, I want to go with everything and next Sunday morning service, but I want, I want to start with one thing this morning. How many has ever been offended by the word? I think we all have. A preacher would preach a message, and it wasn't the preacher, it was the word that the preacher was preaching, it offended you. And it was like he was picking on you, and, and I thought about myself as this, uh, when I was in the world, I would go to church 
you know, a couple times a year, Easter and Christmas or Mother's Day. And I would go and I would listen to the preacher and that preacher would preach directly at me knowing this is the only time he has me and Sister Tony, he would let me have it with both barrels. He would have, and what he would do, he would preach the word and he would preach out of love. He wasn't preaching condemnation. He was preaching the truth set you free. And you know what I would do? I would get on the offense. I would get offended at what he was preaching. Here the only time I come and he just picks on me. Ain't he got somebody else he can pick on? Me and Sister Teresa went to a service one night to hear a good friend of mine. He was running a revival. We went to that church that night to support my friend that was running the revival. The preacher got up there and my, my friend didn't even get to preach that night because that preacher got up there and I hate to say it, but he got in the flesh. My brother was with me that night. He had long hair. My brother, he had real long hair. Uh, and there was a few couple of ladies in there that had makeup on. And my wife, uh, he thought she had just got a permanent because her hair was really frizzy and curly and all that. He got up there and you know what he preached on? Men with long hair, women with curly hair, and women with makeup. And I thought, man, I got offended at that. Because it wasn't the word. Why? Because the word says that now there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But I want to start this little series this morning. You that don't know, here a few months ago we had some air conditioner problems, and uh, we got up here. A couple of us, or three of us men, four of us men, was installing these air conditioners, and. We had a special tool to do some special jobs with. And that, that tool was this grinder right here. And me and Brother Tex and Brother Johnny, John was over there, and we was uh, getting ready to cut out some metal and everything over there in the window. And uh, they gave the grinder to me and said, Brother David, this is your job. <laughs> Not really. I took the grinder. I got up on the ladder and I started uh, cutting away some of the metal. And the grinder got in a bind and it jumped back on me. And uh, Sister Teresa said, uh, where was the guard? <laughs> a man always takes guards off of his grinder when he buys one. Because <laughs> you can't grind with it with that bar, that 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 a uh, 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 shield over you got to get in those hard spots so myself I always removed the shield but the shield wouldn't uh, help that day the grinder jumped back and it it jumped on me and and cut my arm pretty bad I had to go get stitches and everything and uh, my wife told me to go buy another grinder so I went and bought another grinder but I've had this grinder still in my house and I'm making a point here even though the word has offended us, we're still receivable of God's word. Even though it harmed me, this grinder, it really hurt me. <laughs> Brother Tex, he was, we was all freaking out. <laughs> I grabbed my arm and I mean, really, I was bleeding real, real bad. 
And uh, I thought just put a rag around it and it'll be all right. Uh, Brother Tex said, I think you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> to make a long story short, the grinder hurt. The grinder offended me. But I didn't throw it away. I've still used this grinder. I bought another one. It has a different trigger on it. This one here, when you engage it, it stays on until you disengage it. My other one, when you let go of the button, it goes off. But I wanted to use this as an instrument this morning in my little series that I want to talk about here about labors. Jesus, right here, he said that there are, the fields are white ready for harvest, but my labors are few. Over the years, you know and I know there's been a lot of preachers that has failed by the wayside. Why? Because things didn't work out just the way they thought it would work out. They went to a church and they, they looked down the road and they said, well, that preacher down there, he's got more than I got. So they got offended. They said, well, there's no respect to a person with God. If he can have 50, why can't I have 50? I didn't get 50, Brother Tech, so I just quit preaching. That's the way a lot of it's happened, ain't it? Brother David knows what I'm talking about, being in the ministry. But I wanted to use this little segment here this morning about the grinder. The Word of God, the Bible talks, the Word is like a two-edged sword. Okay? What does a two-edged sword do? It cuts on both sides. When it goes in, it cuts. When you pull it out, it cuts. But understand this here. I've, pre I've taught on this here a few, few weeks in a, in, a, in, a, in a little segment. You should know the truth, and the truth shall what? It'll make you free. It will set you free. But you've got to be willing to know the truth. The truth of the matter is, I'm real careful when I use this grinder now. My wife's rolling her eyes like she said, you need to throw it away. That one's got a shield if you leave it on there. <laughs> You women do not understand. You cannot use it in a certain place. <laughs> it is kind of like, and, I, and I'm saying the sword, it's kind of like this. You men know what I'm talking about. And you ladies as well. If you're peeling a potato, you're cutting something up, you don't always cut it the perfect way. Am I right? You turn that knife sometimes, ladies, a way that you shouldn't, turn and you start cutting you start whittling amen everybody amen brother david amen <laughs> you don't use it in the perfect way sometimes you misuse it okay i'll never forget when i was little my dad uh i had older brothers and they had pocket knives and i wanted my knife i wanted me a knife 
So my daddy gave me a butter knife. <laughs> what good is a butter knife? <laughs> Spread butter. But I wanted to whittle. I wanted to make something. I'm saying all that to say this this morning. God's word will make you something. If you receive God's word, it will perform miracles in your life. Y'all ought to shout about that. When you receive God's word, you become new people. You become new species. You become new creatures when you receive God's Word. But if you avoid this Word, if this Word offends you, you will never be accomplished for what God wants you to be accomplished for. I think of musicians. We have several musicians in here. And my brother was a musician. Some of my family was musicians. And no reflection upon any of you that are here. But some musicians are really weird. <laughs> I got some agreement out of this. Some musicians are really weird. They're unpredictable. And I'm going to pick with Sister Amy just a minute here. <laughs> and in her praise and worship, she may have a program going on but when she gets up there and gets in the Spirit, that program is no good anymore. Amen. <laughs> Zach's back there. He says, I know what she's supposed to be doing, but she ain't doing it. And I say that to myself. My boys, they used to pick on me, and, and we would sing songs and everything, and they said, Daddy just adds whatever he wants to in there. <laughs> just in other words... Musicians, we fill in the blanks. <laughs> but I used to get tickled at Joseph and Zach, and, and they would get in the car, and we'd be on the way home from church, and they said, Boy, Daddy, you pulled that one out real good. <laughs> I'd just throw some things in. But I'm, it, it happened. You understand? But looking at this here this morning at the Word, I, I want this to get in your spirit. And I'm going to give you a couple of things here this morning. If you would, let's turn to John chapter 6, verse 28. John 6. And looking up here this morning, there there's several different things, but I, I want to start just this morning. I'm just kind of going to lay something out here this morning. The toolbox. When a man goes to work on something, what does he normally do? He gathers up tools that he might need to work on that piece of equipment, maybe a lawnmower, maybe a vacuum cleaner or whatever. I uh, other day, Amy was at the house and... Uh, she was putting some guitar strings on the guitar and uh, she didn't have the tools so she asked me, she said, 
have you got this and have you got that? And I went and got her some tools so she could work on this guitar. But I was thinking about this here this morning. There's a toolbox up here with miscellaneous tools. How many has ever had to go back and get something that you didn't have in your toolbox or you put in your glove box? <laughs> Joseph used to be the world's worst. When I was working on something, he was my gopher. I would be working on something and I would be up under it and I'd say, well, go get this and they'd go get that and I'd say, well, that ain't the right size. Go get another wrench. And next thing you know, Joseph would say, Daddy, what size wrench do you need? <laughs> I'm saying that to say this, the miscellaneous, whatever you need, God has in his toolbox. Whatever it takes, and, and, and I want you to get this spiritually. This is spiritually. Whatever tool it takes, God has already got it. If you need tuning, if you need cleaning, if you just need polishing, I mean, I can name so many things here. Whatever you need, God has it. But let's read this right here. I, I'm going to read this here, and then I'm going to come back to this next Sunday morning because... I want to, when I start, I want to go with everything because it, 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 it goes together. But look at this here. John chapter 6, verse 28 and uh, verse 29. Listen to what this says right here. It's, we're talking about working. It says getting ready to work. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? What, what must we do or what can we do to work the works of God? Now listen to what Jesus answered right here. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he has sent. In other words, what Jesus was saying right here, you believe on me because he has sent me to do a work. Y'all got to get that in your spirit. They was thinking, what, what do we have to go and get to do this work? What he was saying right here, you have got to believe I am the one to perform the job. Get what I'm fixing to tell you. There's no job too big that he can't do. We look, and I, and I want to say this here, and then I, I will close with this right here. We look at family and we look at situations our family is in. How many of you here this morning, don't all of y'all raise your hand at one time, how many of you here this morning has a perfect family? I didn't see hands go up. <laughs> Come on. Is there any flaws in your family? Is there any situations that really are mixed up? Is some, somebody in your family just don't see eye to eye to you? Yeah, I think we could go on and on. I could just keep going on and on here this morning. Uh, I look back at my boys, and uh, I think, you know, I was trying to raise them in a way, and it seemed like sometimes Brother Tex, they was working against me instead of with me. I was trying to, to do things, but it just things wasn't working out. They was, they was doing the opposite of what I was trying to get them to do.
I said I wasn't going to go on, but I can't resist this. Sometimes if something don't work, what do you do? You get a bigger hammer. <laughs> don't let me give y'all any ideas. But I was, I, 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 other day I got this little old hammer, and, and I got some, we got some big sledgehammers. You mean know what I'm talking about. And I started to bring that, and I said, well, I better not bring that. You know, we might, you know. But sometimes you need something a little bit bigger. Can I say this right here? Sometimes you need to take force. Something gets out of tilter. Me and Joseph, we change tires by ourselves. We don't like it, but we do. And we got a big hammer. We got tire tools. We get ready to put them tires on the rims. Sometimes we put soap and everything around them. Sometimes they won't, they won't go on that rim. It, Brother Texas, it's like the tire's too little for the rim. But we got that big old hammer, and Joseph, this is Joseph's favorite saying, put a little more soap on it. <laughs> It ain't slick enough. <laughs> so I'll get that old squirt. We got a, 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 a like a, a, a chemical sprayer. We mix up with soap and everything. And he, and his and I'll start spraying, and he'll say, "Spray it all around it." And we'll spray. I spray that spray all around it, and we'll get it to a certain point. Now listen to this here. We'll get it to a certain point. But there lacks about that much of that wheel to get on, and it's just got tough. It's tough. And I'm saying this right here. Sometimes our families, sometimes our situations, they get real tough. They get aggravating. I, and I, I'll even go further than this. I got a wheel and a tire up there in the some of my property where we throw our junk. And me and Joseph couldn't get it on there. So Brother David got aggravated. I said, I'm going to throw the tire and the rim away. <laughs> but understand this. We worked. I'm, 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 I'm saying this right here. Don't give up. That's not what I'm saying. But we worked and we worked and we worked. And it just didn't work. It, didn't, it just didn't happen. But there was a reason. The tire was so old it had been sitting in a warehouse that they was flat. You may or might know what I'm talking about. If tire sits on top of tire, they won't inflate. And that bead... The tire was old. The bead would not give. The rubber wouldn't stretch. It didn't matter, Joseph, how much soap we put on it. We done beat it till we beat the bead off of it. That's why it's up there in the scrap pile because it ain't no good. I'm not saying that to beat your situation. But I'm saying pray. And believe through the word. 
that it's saying that this scripture right here, I want, I want to get this back in your spirit, verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. In other words, people have a mind of their own. They're, they're not going to give in. Why? Because they, they have a self-will. How many of you know anybody that's had a self-will and just would not change? You, you tried. You tried to talk to them about And I'm not talking about just spiritual things, just anything in general. They wasn't going to budge. They wasn't going to change their mind. And you know what you wanted to do? You wanted to get a big hammer and hit them in the head with it. But that's not going to solve it. What it is, you got to believe right here. It's what he said right here. Is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. What is Jesus able to do? He's able to do it all. I can get in this toolbox right here. I can find, well, just say for instance right here. If you have a, a flat head, you don't get a Philip head. It will not work. And you don't get a, 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 a flat head if you got a Philip head or a Philip head and a flat head. They will not work together. You cannot put that flat head in a Philip head screw. It won't work. But what I'm saying, you've got to keep finding, looking, searching. This here, I know I'm going on, but I, I just want, I've got some points I want to make. Ladies, you have, at home, you have a broom. And you have rugs. You don't sweep your floors close to the rug and pick up the rug and sweep your dirt under it, do you? You got a little scooper pad. What do they call them? Dust pan. There you go. You've done it before, ain't you, brother? <laughs> you got a dust pan. What do you do? You put it down. But I, the what I'm talking about, the brush right here. Sometimes, how do you clean things out? You get something that a brush around, clean around. That broom gets in corners and it cleans it out. But I'm saying this right here with this little, little instrument right here. The Bible says you are clean through the word. The situations that are hard, the people that are hard, things that are going on that is hard in our life, you know how we're going to overcome it? We're going to speak the word to it. We got, when, when, when my boys were, was doing things that I didn't approve of, man, I could have beat them till they was blue and strap them and all this kind of stuff. But you know what me and Sister Teresa did? We prayed about it. We spoke the word over it. And I ain't saying one was more uh, into more stuff than the other one. Both of them was into stuff. But, you know, Zach just had to go along a lot of times because he was with Joseph. <laughs> And Joseph would say, don't you tell daddy. <laughs> don't you tell mama. <laughs> That's just big brothers. I had two of them, believe me, I know. 
But I'm, I'm saying that to say this right here. The more you pray the word, the more you speak the word, it will clean them. It will change the situation. It will purify the situation. How? By the word. Speaking the word. What did I, what did I read to you last weekend? Uh, uh, about uh, he sent forth his word and he what? He healed them and he what? He delivered them from their destruction. But first, we got to do one thing. We got to send the word forth. We got to send the word forth. And that's, that's the key right there. We need people delivered from hell. Just what we do or what we say might not do it, but let me tell you one thing. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. I say that to say this here. Me and Sister Teresa had some things that we've, we've prayed. We've, we've believed God. We've prayed. we believed God, and it didn't. Things just wasn't happening. But you know what we did? We kept praying and believing more. Would you you got to be determined. You got to be determined. Can I give you one more little point right here? I'm going to come back to this next week. This battery charger. When you have a dead battery, what do you do? You find a battery charger. You can put the two clips here on the battery. A positive and a negative. Okay? You can put it on the battery, but now wait a minute. Until you get the source of some power, just connecting it is not going to happen. Amen? But when you get the source of power coming through this positive negative, what happens? It begins to charge. And I'm saying this to say this right here. We need to get hooked up where we can begin to charge. Teresa, the other night, the, the weather was fixing to get bad and everything. They was predicting this, that, and other. Sister Teresa said, have you got any flashlights? I said, yeah, I got a couple of flashlights. I had a, a new one in one of my trucks. And I had one on our roll-top desk. And it's one of those little bitty ones, you know. It's, it, I mean, it's an expensive flashlight, but it takes like four little bitty batteries, them little bitty ones. you got to put them in there and all that. And I put some new batteries in, in here a while back, and I said, yeah, that one up there's got new batteries. And I went up there, and you know what, Sister Tony, I turned that thing on, and I thought I was going to have to light a match to see if it was working or not. The batteries was no good. They was weak. They was new. But they was weak. I'll come back to that next weekend. Amy had made a statement this morning about somebody hurt her in the past. The Lord just dealt with me about this earlier this morning. People hurt you by what they say. But you know what? We got to learn to forgive. We got to learn. And Sister Teresa, she brought some of the same stuff out in her teaching this morning. We got to learn to forgive. When people, when you learn to forgive, that's when you, 
and, and I'm saying this for Amy, Amy moved forward, she made a step, she forgave, she couldn't go forward until she done what? Forgave. I'm saying that to say this right here. We, get, we need to get ready to move forward. If somebody, and I, and I, Sister Teresa shared some things with Amy Friday night after the youth. She came by and Amy was there and Teresa was sharing some things with Amy about some things that has happened in our family. But you know what? We forgave. If we hadn't forgave, we wouldn't have never moved forward. So I don't, I don't know why, all, but I'm telling you this morning, you've got you to gotta forgive. You've got to forgive to go forward. But I do want to give God the praise. Let's learn to forgive. But I give God the praise. Amy had six youth here Friday night. She had six. Had an awesome time. I think they played basketball and they they was interactive. They but I give God the praise. Six young people, and I give God the praise for that. Would you stand with me this morning? This is only beginning. You say, Brother David, I just say this this morning. Well, what Sister Teresa had read, God wants to do some healing. God wants to do some healing. Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, there's healing in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we can forgive the past. We can forgive people of things that they have done. And thank you. Thank you, Lord. Because, Lord, when we forgive, you forgive us. Lord, and that gives us the opportunity to move forward. And I thank you this morning, Lord, that we are moving forward. Father, I pray that you just bless everyone here, every home represented here today. Lord, and let what I am starting to teach here, Lord, labors for the field. Lord, I pray that every one of us will get the hunger and the desire to reach out to people, not just family members, but to people in general that needs you, it needs just a, a word of encouragement, Lord, let us, let us speak these words. Lord, and I pray for those that are, that are in, this, in this way of this storm that came through all of these uh, first responders and rescuers and all the electrical uh, people that are going down there, the, the work in this area and all the construction that, are, that is going to be taking place. And Lord, for the families that don't know where their family members are. Lord, I just pray that you just go and you just let the Holy Spirit, Lord, begin to minister in these areas, Lord, with these people. We undergirt them this morning, Lord, in our prayers. Lord, and there, there's, no, there's no distance in our prayers. We lift them up this morning, Lord. Lord, and we pray that you just meet their needs, Lord, in, in all the areas, Lord, that they need this morning, Lord, in food and in, in different, different areas. Father, we love you this morning. We praise and we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.